0: Hi, my name is Stacey Blackman, founder of Stacy Blackman Consulting. And when I'm not helping applicants get into business school, I'm listening to The Business School Question. Hello and welcome to Episode 9 of The Business School Question. I'm your host, Marco Dinovelis, and this is a podcast for anyone considering applying to business school. Every episode, we interview a leading expert from the business school world and ask them one key admissions question to help you on your journey to business school. On today's episode, we're asking the question, why should you study at business school in China? To answer it, we're joined by Richard Coward, founder and CEO of China Admissions. Richard started his first business age 15, selling eBooks online. It was later studying economics at the University of Exeter in the UK that he first became interested in the idea of studying in China. He went to Peking University as part of his degree and learned to speak Mandarin, working in a tea shop in Beijing, talking to taxi drivers and teaching English to classes of 100 students as the only foreign teacher in a rural Chinese school. After persuading a few of his friends to study in China too, Richard set up China Admissions in 2010, an admissions service which helps international students land places at top Chinese universities and business schools. As China's economy has grown rapidly over the past few decades, Chinese business schools have developed too. Although most are still dominated by local Chinese students, Chinese business schools are now putting huge resources into attracting internationals into their programs, publicising the exciting opportunities available to those students, willing to take a leap to the East. Richard, for many Westerners, China still represents a step into the unknown. Prospective students aren't quite sure what to expect. Um, From your experience, what are the key differences between studying in a business school in China compared to in the West?
1: So I think there's quite a few differences. I'd say one of the main things is that there's a lot of scholarships and it's pretty, it can be a lot cheaper than studying in the West. So in China, they have a target to get 500,000 foreign students to China by 2020. And the government is putting a lot of money into scholarships to try and attract students. So often I wonder, I see so many sh- students who are looking at MBA in the West and, I th- and other programs. And I think, why aren't many more of them coming to China? Because they can get like a very f- a free or even half the price, a third the price scholarship. The second thing is just being in China is just such a different place, different experience to the West. I've been really lucky to go through the time where China's just been developing so much, and there's so much going on here, and just the energy is just amazing. It's just it's just crazy. And I've I've been back to UK a few times, and I I do feel like it's a little bit slow compared to China. Like the pace of what's happening here is just is just ridiculous. And there's what's crazy is that there's so much more of this to come. If you look at the GDP per capita in China, it's still pretty low compared to to US. So it's about 10,000 US dollars. In US, it's about 50,000. So as these, this kind of equalizes, there's going to be a massive change in in the world. And I think a lot of people in the West haven't really thought about the implications of how the world is going to change. So I think studying about China is now something that many more people will kind of need to really think about. And the third thing is, if you're going to have a career in China, or if you're going to go back to the West, having this knowledge of China is just going to be very valuable. In, in the future, having this experience studying in another country is just really valuable.
0: And even if you're not necessarily from the West, if you're from India or Africa, China is doing huge development projects, having huge investment flow in between pretty much everywhere in the world. So there's always a relevance there. Um Talking about the student experience in China, you talk about the pace of uh, life there, pace of development. How how does that affect the student experience? Is it a fundamentally different experience that you'll have than studying at, at a business school in London or um, on a on a campus in the US?
1: So I studied at Exeter in the UK and I studied at Peking University in China. So I'd say the quality of the teaching is is pretty amazing in all of these places. If you look in China, you have top professors who have international experience and Chinese experience so you have incredible teaching in both places and I think what differentiates it is also the experience just outside of the classroom as well. If we talk about
0: applying to schools in China You mentioned that there are scholarships on offer, it sounds like Chinese schools want students who are international to study there. Is the application process different? Should people go about it in a different way to how they might to a school elsewhere? Um, And is it actually easier to, to get into Chinese schools as an international?
1: So I think in total in the market in China, there's probably around 400 to 600 foreign students studying MBA in China. So it's probably a bit of a smaller market compared to other countries, but it's growing very quickly. I'd say one of the main things is, if you can, is to try and try and meet and try and make contact with the admissions people. Often you can get opportunities by by doing that. And it was pretty much it's pretty similar to the West, but there could be some some individual uh, differences.
0: Interesting. What do you think um, Chinese schools want from from their international students? How, how how can a student stand out? What do they want from them in order to contribute to the to the school?
1: What a lot of universities are interested in is having like, top top students. I think this is the same as everywhere. Who's gonna who's going to be good for their for their school? That good for their brand in the future. They're also really like people who are really interested in China can show that they're like really want to have a future in China.
0: What are the biggest challenges for international students moving to China? Um, How important is it to speak the language?
1: I don't think the language is a barrier. And when I came, actually, a lot of people wanted to speak English with me. So I was trying to learn as I was learning Chinese. You kind of have to have a battle sometimes where they will speak in Chinese and uh, they'll speak in English and you you want to speak in Chinese because they want to practice English. I don't think that's too much of a barrier. I think there's like the, the three main cities that students are considering is Hong Kong, Shanghai and Beijing. I would say that Beijing is more like you have a more Chinese experience. It's the heart of the government uh, polit- uh, politics, ed- education, and there's a lot, there's a lot of tech. Big tech companies going on in Beijing. For for Shanghai, it's, it's more international, and there's about twice as many foreigners in Shanghai, and it's it's very easy to get around. A lot of international restaurants, and Hong Kong as well is also traditionally a very popular place to go, and it's also next to Shenzhen, which is growing very very quickly as well.
0: Hong Kong and mainland China is is very different. Um, When might Hong Kong be a better option for an applicant than mainland China? What sort of person might be better suited there?
1: I think Hong Kong's advantage is probably the, maybe the international finance is pretty, there's there's quite a lot of financial technology companies in Hong Kong, it's probably an advantage, but there's also that in Shanghai as well. But many of the programmes that are in Hong Kong, they also spend some time in the mainland as well. So it's a good idea to have a mix of both. So you can experience different parts and you can you can meet a lot of people. I'd say uh, an advantage of being in uh, mainland like Beijing and is that you can learn to speak Chinese a lot easier, which is really, really important in China,
0: the language uh, being the obvious thing. um, Is it a shock at first to adapt to a different style of life? What are the things that people should be aware of before they um, make the switch to to life and, and study in China?
1: I mean, in China right now, there's so many foreign students in China. There's there's about 480,000, and it's it's actually really international. I think there's a lot of misconceptions actually about China because it's been changing so much in the last few years that it's not people don't really realise what it's actually like here. If you look at mobile payments, pretty much all of this year, I've never used my wallet. I just everywhere I go, I use my phone. I just scan my phone, and for everything, for taxi drivers, for buying fruit from the street for even if you even beggars they will have a qr code for for paying payments so there's actually there's a lot of like massive uh, technology changes in like developments here that's in some ways more advanced than the west and more advanced than other places in the world so i think a lot of people don't really realize what's happening here
0: Yes, yeah, so if you're going to go to China, first thing you should do is download WeChat, because uh, cause pretty yeah. much everything happens on there. Um, and what about um, on a cultural aspect? Now, uh, let me know if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but uh, guanxi, personal relationships in business especially, and that aspect, how, how important is that for people, especially if they're considering a career after their degree?
1: Guanxi is the, is the word for connections in China. If you're considering coming to study in China, it can be good to go to study an MBA because you can help to make some connections, which can be quite valuable. It's, it could be quite difficult to just come with if you don't know anybody, if you're looking for a job or if you're starting a career in China. But if you start, if you go through an MBA, you can meet a, meet a big community of people and you are suddenly part of a part of a big family and a big network. And that's really, really valuable in China. To have this this network of people who, who when when you become uh, close to people in China they, they really treat you really well and it's like kind of like family. so you can you can make some really close connections. And a lot of doors have opened for me for, from studying at Peking University from from the people I met there and from meeting other people who have studied there as well it immediately br- brings a bond that can be really valuable. Hi, it's Amy from Business Because. If you want to find out more about what it's really like studying in China, we have everything from student blogs on what it's like studying in Shanghai to 10 reasons why you should go to China for your MBA. Check it all out on businessbecause.com.
0: The value of a network, especially thinking about your career, is is very important, and perhaps more so in China than, than other countries. Especially if you don't have that network already before your degree. If we talk about the value of an MBA in China or doing a degree in China compared to elsewhere, and naturally people look at that value, um, amongst other things, in terms of their careers, what they'll be doing after the degree. How does that? work out in China? How big of a challenge is it to find jobs in China after your degree? Uh, you obviously set up a business of your own. Um, and also how valuable is a Chinese business degree? If you do return to your own country or, or work elsewhere? Well, what is the value there compared to somewhere? You know, if you go to a well established school um, in Europe or the US,
1: if you're suddenly arriving in China, then it's it can be pretty hard, it can take some time. So that's why it's good to have some time studying you can you can learn chinese you can make a big good connection you can even start investigating your business or you can start looking for jobs so it's a great stepping stone if you're looking to to pivot or like if you're looking to move move to this area like for china it's quite it's pretty competitive because there's a there's a lot and lot of competition in china so as a foreigner you need to look at what's your advantage in china and it's very difficult to compete with so many people who are, who have, the, who have the network, they understand a hundred percent how everything works. So as a foreigner, I think it's important to look at what your advantages are. And as a foreigner there we do have some advantages in China, like the international background is definitely an advantage that we can use to h- help add value to China and help China as it develops. And I think that's a strategy that many people have have found success with in china it can be really really competitive really difficult if you're not doing if you're not going on that that route for the job market i've seen it's changed in the last maybe eight years or ten years i so. say it's china's developed quite a lot and it's the job market has kind of gone through three stages so originally there was a lot of Expats who were on the kind of expat package with big multi- multinational companies, and I think that decreased as more and more high-quality Chinese talent became available because it was it was then not necessary to pay such a high expat package. It was kind of a hardship salary for living in China. And when you had these Chinese people who could, who were very very smart, they could speak English, they could speak Chinese, they were just as good as expats. And now I think we're going into the third stage, which is China's now internationalizing. And there's a lot of opportunities for foreigners who can speak Chinese as China's expanding, doing a lot of internationalization along the one belt, one road. And companies are going much more global, like Alibaba, for example, which is a huge company. A lot of uh, people don't don't know about the size and the scale of these companies. All of these companies, as they go abroad, They're looking for foreigners who can help them to go abroad. So I think that's where all of the big opportunities are. And we get a lot of Chinese companies right now who are they're trying to recruit international students who can speak good Chinese, who can understand Chinese culture because they really, really need them. And there's a there's a really short supply of them, I think. So that's one of the reasons as well that they're looking to attract more foreign students.
0: Just to clarify, One Belt, One Road being a a massive infrastructure project by the Chinese government to develop infrastructure and trade across the old Silk Road trade routes really spans much of the world. And it shows China's impact internationally and the fact that even if you're not working within China, having that China knowledge is it's quite an important thing. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of times there Chinese companies are after these internationals, but also they're after internationals who can speak the language. Um, if you don't speak the language, what what chance do you have?
1: Yeah, I think obviously you ha- you still have many opportunities. I know some people who are very successful who can't speak any Chinese in China. I do think that it can be really really good. If you're studying an MBA to study in Chinese, because you're surrounded by Chinese people, and so you can get like a much more deep China experience rather than uh, international experience. So I think there is there are some really big opportunities to speaking Chinese, but it's not a not it doesn't have to be a barrier. And there are some some really successful people who just they just surround themselves with good Chinese speakers who you can who can take care of that as well.
0: Um, you mentioned big misconception around, you know, how, how advanced China is in terms of technology. Well, what other misconceptions have you seen from people you've spoken to?
1: I know that for, for me, before I came to China, I had a very different worldview uh, compared to now. So before I was just, I have pretty international family, but I think I was much more like English, I had quite an English worldview. And then when I came to China, I kind of didn't really know much about China. And I think a lot of people don't. And then when I came here, I, I suddenly be able to speak Chinese. And it has this this amazing feeling that the whole of China opened up and it was like a whole world. And suddenly you can speak to 1.3 billion people. And it's like, it's like the world kind of doubled for me, I could just go anywhere in China, I could speak to anyone. It was just amazing, that kind of experience. And I think You don't realise that until you have gone through that. And actually, I think if you look at it, actually being from the UK, actually our country is pretty small and there's a a lot of things going on outside. It really opened up for me having this world world view, I think.
0: What sort of person should study in China? What makes someone well-suited studying in China? I guess looking more characteristics, personality, if someone's not maybe... A risk taker might be too strong a word, but but have a sort of bit of adventure about them if they're quite set in their ways. Is that, would that make it difficult to, to go to China?
1: Yeah, so it's actually pretty interesting because I see a lot of people come to study in China, they're kind of, they want to have purity and they want to have change. I think everyone has this, these two needs, right? And studying in China, you have, you can study, you can be in this safe environment, but then it's it's a risk, so you can kind of have a balance of both by going by doing an MBA, because it's it's pretty safe. You know what your plan is for the next year or two. It's kind of a good middle ground, maybe for not being too risky.
0: And what's your favourite experience from your time in China? Uh, what really stands out if you look back?
1: So yeah, I think I when I first came, I was I was learning Chinese, and I was asked to give a speech to a really big group of people about. It. 8,000 people and gave this in Chinese and that was a pretty amazing experience you can't really have that anywhere else
0: and uh, quite a nerve-wracking experience I I imagine as well
1: not too much not not really
0: (laughs) fantastic well thank you very much Richard and uh, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the business school question you can download our podcast on iTunes on your iOS device open the podcast app then tap browse at the bottom of the screen and type in the business school question If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Tell all your colleagues and friends. The Business School Question is brought to you by the team at Business Because. Without a doubt, my favorite online publisher dedicated to graduate management education. Whether you're considering an MBA, EMBA, or Business Master's program, read more Business School news and get practical resources to help your Business School application on businessbecause.com.